You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. On Force Friends Rewatch, we watch Star Wars television shows and we talk about them. We are currently covering every Mandalorian-themed episode of all of Star Wars TV. So we started with Clone Wars, then we went through Rebels, and we are now covering Season 1 of The Mandalorian, Episode 5. Uh, six. Prison? Pris- prison Break? Chapter episode 6. Six. Uh, the, the prisoner, the prisoner. Uh, but before we get into that, Ryan has a bit for us. Favorite Star Wars musician. My bits have been really wordy lately. That's all this one is. Favorite Star Wars musician, as in in-universe musician. Okay. Uh, I mean the the immediate answer is you know Max Rebo. I feel like I that's mean, that's kind of too easy though. So, uh, I want to say The Who. The Hue? Yeah, Suganesana. From, from Fallen Order. They, they fucking slap so hard. I like it. I like it. That song is that actually song on my rules. workout playlist. Yeah, that's a good song one. fucking rules. What about for you? My answer is also from Fallen Order. Cal Kestis, man, he picks up that Helix set and knows how to play it through the force? Come on, figuring who? It is adorable. Like, yeah. it is just, like, that moment is when I was like, oh, I love this soft boy. Yes, that is the cutest. That's the moment when I realized how much I liked Cal, that and the flower collecting. Uh, but it's funny you said your immediate answer was was Max Rebo, because I think we're existing on parallel wavelengths as we often do my immediate answer for some reason was joe yauza the fuzzy guy from the special edition i hate him (laughs) you hate him um i did i did consider the uh song from maz's castle oh yeah 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 which i believe i sent bristol podworks when they were working on you know the sort of theme song yeah i was thinking these people just heard that song i was like something that evokes (laughs) Uh, this uh, Lin Manuel Miranda special, please. That is maybe my favorite individual song in the movies. It's good. Like, it, yeah, it's very good. It's catchy. Uh, I mean, so that was a yeah. That was Lin Manuel Miranda, bit. like you said. Yes, very quick. Any any thoughts on Bad Batch? Oh man, as of as of this recording. So many thoughts uh, on Bad Batch. The um, episode with the Martez sisters just dropped. The oop. first one. Wait, you just completely broke up. Sorry. Uh, I don't know what my internet is doing. Uh, the Wi-Fi okay. has been acting up, so I actually have you on my mobile. But uh, I said, uh, as of this recording, the episode uh, where the Martez sisters first show up just dropped. Yes. I mean, it's 
it's clear Wrecker is gonna uh good good boys follow orders soon. Uh cool, that cool. is that has been slowly building and it is it is gonna happen and it's gonna be sad. Yeah, I kinda thought this episode was gonna be it, but I'm getting more and more suspicious of how long we've gone without seeing Crosshair, so I think uh I don't know. I'm starting to think that he might actually defect for a bit. For a bit. We are definitely going to be getting a Jedi character at some point. Oh, it, yeah. Smart Money is on Ahsoka showing up. Uh, anyone else that might show up or anyone who you would prefer to show up? Um, You know, George Lucas always instructed people to leave Quinlan Voss as a loose end after Revenge of the Sith. And the Bad Batch are his characters. I wouldn't mind seeing what became of Quinlan Voss. Uh, that was my top pick, too. Yeah, uh, all right. I don't uh, accept the ending of uh, Dark Disciple. You said. Like, it, uh, in in my mind, Ventress is still alive out there. Uh, so if we could get some Quinlan Voss, and uh, I think if you were to retcon Ventress... Uh, just you like they retconned Maul, uh, Bad Batch would be a great place to do it too. Ah, this is frustrating. Um, who else? Uh, not Luminara, Barris. Barris would also be uh, a great character to show up. Yeah, I think. I mean, Barris is the biggest loose end, and I have completely rejected the idea that is always out there of seeing her as an Inquisitor. I think this show, going into the gray areas of the early Empire, is the perfect one to explore whatever happened to her. I mean, if you remove the idea that she killed people, (laughs) uh, and I, I was about to say civilians, but I don't think they were civilians because they worked for the Jedi Temple, which was essentially like a war machine. Like the Jedi were, the Jedi were soldiers. The people working in the temple were not innocent of the war that the Jedi were waging. True. Uh, So, like, it was it a terrorist attack? Maybe. Anyway, I don't think Barris was wrong about anything. Like, I, I, I don't. Um, and so that is a hot take. You sound almost like a Bo-Katan fan. No, Bo- Bo-Katan murdered, like, well, yeah. and did war crimes. True. Uh, I mean, the argument can be made to classify her as a, as a terrorist, but she didn't attack a civilian target. I mean, the Jedi Temple had become a war machine, but A, there were people who had been working there before that who may not have been able to do anything else in the economic crisis of the Clone Wars, and B, there were infants there. Like, they probably weren't in the hangar. But the Jedi, I mean, the Jedi took younglings. I don't know. It's The Jedi using younglings as shields uh, is a war crime, I think. So oh, fair. Well, the younglings weren't fighting the war, although Look. Kanan was straight up a child soldier. We could do, we could do ten episodes on the ethics of Barriss Avi. Yeah, yeah, we could. Uh, I just, uh, I don't think she was wrong, and I think exploring her character more is something that they need to do at some point. Oh, certainly. And anyone who thinks that she would become an Inquisitor, I think, misses the point. 
that she's making. Completely. Because she is the last person to become an Inquisitor. That's like saying Ventress should be an Inquisitor if she survives the Clone Wars. Like, excuse me? Did you... Did you see her character arc? Like, what makes you think that she'd sign on the dotted line under yeah. Sheev? Like, yeah, nah. People, Don't people, that is, the, I'm going to get on another soapbox. That is the kind of fan that is here for the Wikipedia tidbits and misses the substance of the story. Yeah. That, like, they just want to see these characters again and they see a red lightsaber and that's as deep as they dig. Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, I don't. Uh, I don't see it, and as far as, like, Force-sensitive characters who aren't Jedi, because, you know, there's this whole thing of, you know, they want to minimize the amount of Jedi running around between uh, the trilogies, Barris is a prime candidate, Uh, and I I do think Quinlan Vos, uh, if you want to get into his Legends material, could, could probably very easily fit that bill as well. Definitely. Because in Legends, he's raising a child just like Hunter, just like Cut. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Ventress, I'd be open to seeing it. I, I don't think we will, because her death came from the show that employed a lot of the same people that are telling the story here. Yeah, Even if but it never I'm... made air. I mean, I would be okay with that being overwritten, just the same as you would. Yeah, I I mean, there are multiple reasons why I want it overwritten. Like, I think the character deserved... Yes. To survive the Clone Wars. Yes. And uh, I I will never, ever, ever, never, ever accept a heterosexual, like, reading of Ventress. It, yeah. It, it doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it's like, it's like saying Zero the Hut is straight, like. Which they try. <laughs> look, y'all, it's, it's a homophobic, faggy character. I'm not happy with it. You shouldn't be happy with it, but you wrote it that way. You don't get to know homo this gay hut now. Mm-hmm. Anywho, let's <laughs> talk about uh, the Mandalorian. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I got to recap it. I was like, Ryan, recap it. I was like, that's not your job. That's my job. Um, Wait, let me give it a try. Let me give it a try. Okay, yeah. You want to do um, it? Yeah, so the Mandalorian goes to this place, and this guy's like, go to this other place, get this guy out. And then he does with some bad people, and then they end up in jail, too. There were droids. Now you. <laughs> I was going to say that's perfect. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so Mando is like, shit, I got to get some shit. So he lands in the sketchy hangar, and the the dude who is a criminal and everything is like, hey, I'm a space criminal this time. I got a job for you. We have uh, another transphobe for you to work with. We have uh, fucking Clancy Brown. And uh, we got uh, sexy Twi'lek with knives. Uh, Y'all are going to team up. And uh, it's because your ship is real sneaky. It's real sneaky. And uh, everyone (laughs) bullies Mando like it's high school for a little while. And then they get to the place, and Mando is like, I really fucking hate droids! Fuck these droids! Oh, the the bullies have a droid, too, and he's great. He's got these big bug eyes. I love him. Uh, He's fun. Yeah, he's great. There's a mouse droid. It's real good. There's them silly-looking droids from uh, A New Hope, but these ones float. They look like big 
garbage cans, and then there's some other droids. And then Matt Lantner is there, and he's real sad and scared, and he gets murdered. And then yeah. they gotta grow real fast, and they betray Mando, but Mando escapes, and then it's a horror movie for a little bit. And then uh, Mando rescues Grogu, and he's like, hey, New Republic, don't be mad at me, be mad at these guys. See ya, no cops at Pride. And that's the end of the episode. I love it. I thought that it was fun. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a really, really fun episode. I remember people didn't like uh, it when it aired, I think. I remember seeing some complaints about this one, but uh, I thought it was a real good time. Anytime an episode, once again, getting back to the Wikipedia tidbit type of fan, anytime an episode doesn't add some enormous revelation to the lore, which this one kind of did, so I didn't understand, um... There's a complaint that it's a filler episode by people who don't understand what that term means. And I think that was the main criticism that I saw about this. We know it wasn't a filler episode because a lot that's established here comes to play later. But also, at the time, yeah. This is the most we've seen of the New Republic in any Yes. Yes. And Mando's past. Like, it, it's there was a super- lot. It's super interesting that they are relying on droids because they just don't have the, like, human infrastructure in place to govern. Yeah. I thought that was really, like, a compelling idea. I love seeing Matt Lattner in live action. I do think Star Wars should use him, like, in a major role. Yeah, he's a good actor. And he did live action before he did voice work. So, like, it's not like he's unfamiliar with it and couldn't make the jump. Um so it was fun seeing him in a small part. Clancy Brown has now had three uh, major named Star Wars characters, one in Clone Wars, one in Rebels, and now one in Mando. And yeah. uh, I love it. I love that he, he does one, one single voice for all of them. Speaking of actors, I he really does. I recently learned uh, on Instagram, Brian Mattias, who's one of the uh, concept art guys, he designed the the overall look of the big hairy guy you know mando's like the guy who owns the space station yeah yeah, yeah, uh yes and when he was designing that character he like insisted on using idris elba as a placeholder just because he really likes idris elba and really wanted to get him into star wars and he decided this character works he's big enough that it's worth idris's time but small enough that i can get him in there it didn't work but there's a lot of art of Idris Elba as the big hairy guy floating around out there. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I too I would like, like Idris Elba in Star Wars. So Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be incredible. Keep at it. Uh Crime Lord or Jedi, like, would both be very fun roles for him oh, to yeah. just chew up. Oh yeah. Or like like a and maybe this is just me fan casting him as Bond over and over, but like a really slick, smooth ISB guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it when anyone can jump between Star Trek, Star Wars, and uh, the MCU. So, I mean, if oh, Idris yeah. Elba can can finish that hat trick, that's impressive. Yeah. Um, I like the droid a lot. I like when protocol droids end up being, like, something outside of their programming. Like, when they yeah. end up as uh, mercenaries or bounty hunters or whatever. I think that's always fun. Yeah, he was a really inventive design. Uh, potentially the second 
trans character in Star Wars? Potentially. Not counting that really transphobic comic uh, with R. Singh, but we're not going to talk about that here because it's a disaster. But uh, this is potentially the second Which trans one? character. So there is a Twilight in Solo. Oh, yes, yes. Who uh, it is a male bodied actor. And for all intents and purposes, the the character is presenting as very gender ambiguous. They have kind of like a blouse dress kind of thing going. Yeah. And they're they're a musician and they have the uh, cones, the ear cones that Twilight's uh, that Twilight men don't have, but Twilight women do. And uh, I believe it was Pablo Hidalgo was asked about it like, hey, this seems like. Uh, male Twilight, but they have the cones. What's do do male Twilights also have the cones? And and Pablo said, uh, no. This is likely a uh artistic choice because it's a musician, and they're playing with gender in the way that uh, you know, someone like David Bowie might. Or, I think that's uh, the visual guide says it's a uh, a playful choice. Yeah, yeah, or or like a drag queen. Yeah. Um, I think until we get something more, uh, like, substantial from that character, which I'm sure we never will. But, yeah, um, yeah I think you could see them as, like, genderqueer. Totally. Uh, they could just be a musician making a, like, bold fashion choice, but... Uh, to me, it seems equivalent of, like, wearing breast fo- forms. So, like, it it's, feels a bit more than just fashion, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a, that's a very noticeable sexual characteristic, uh, sexually dimorphic characteristic of the Twilights. Like, that's a... Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more than just, you know, wearing eyeliner. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh... You know, you are inserting a, a a prosthetic of some sort to give the appearance of a gender characteristic you don't have yeah. uh, otherwise. So to me, it feels more than just a bold fashion choice. Uh, it feels a little bit uh, more interesting. Um, the Twilight in this episode is a woman... And uh, she uses she, her pronouns, but she has the filed, sharpened teeth that uh, women Twi'leks typically don't have. And she has ears. Does she have ears? Yeah, there there are not uh, cones. There's not room under her little uh, head thing that Twi'leks wear. I'm looking at her now. You're right. Uh, so a lot of fans were like, either the costuming department made a huge blunder, uh, or, uh, this Twilight is, you know, probably trans. I did not notice her, her ears or... I think that's rad as fuck. Uh, every trans woman I've ever met. Uh, also happens to carry like nine vibro knives on them, so <laughs> that also seems very in character. I love it. 
Yeah, I'm, 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 I have a picture up of her next to her brother and they have like the same headpiece on. Yeah. Oh, so that's I super cool. I liked that posse. Yeah, absolutely. I like the posse too. I like whenever a team has like really defined roles. I think that's something the Bad Batch is struggling with at the moment where... Oh, yes. Echo and and Tech just don't fit. Like, they seem redundant. Uh, I'm assuming Tech is probably going to die because then Echo will actually have more things to do. But until that happens, it, it feels really blurry. But, like... This team specifically was like, all right, Mando, you have the ship that can get in undetected. We got the shooty McShooty guy. We got the super strong boy. And then we got uh knife lady and we got uh, Mr. Smarty Pants droid. Let's go do it. And uh, I like that every person has like their their thing. And yes. it's very fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, you don't really want to root for them, but the team dynamic is fun to watch. It It is a shame that there's another giant transphobic-sized elephant in the room with, yeah. uh, with some of the casting here. And for some reason, I, I don't see this, like, ever talked about. Or if I do see it talked about, it's a trans person, and then like 30 people shouting down at them to shut the fuck up. He's a comedian, but like quote unquote, having the title comedian doesn't give you leeway to be an asshole. Yeah, no, like Kevin Hart is a comedian, but Kevin Hart also talks about how he wants to break a chair uh, over his son's head. If his son came out as gay and it's like, yeah, that's, that's not that's, funny. No. That's homophobic. That's yeah. that's that's just bigotry and threatening violence against your son means maybe you shouldn't be a father. And yeah. uh because you said this from a stage with a spotlight on you and a microphone doesn't give you a pass to just be a fucking scumbag. Uh likewise, uh this actor who is a good actor. Like, I like him in Breaking Bad. I, I yeah. like Mayfield, the character. Like, I, yeah, I the enjoy... The character is interesting. I enjoy the the nuance and the performance. Maybe not so much nuance in this season, but season two. Um, we do see Mayfield, uh, like, say some strong opinions that I find interesting. I don't think he is right, but it's interesting character development. Yeah. Uh, but... The actor's a fucking dick, and it's weird that we keep getting transphobic actors on this, uh, presumably, like, family-friendly Star Wars show. Yeah. It is an uncomfortable pattern. Yeah, very. And it, I, I, I never thought about it, but you're right that there is very little discourse around the Bill Burr thing as compared to the Gina Carano thing. And, like... I do feel like Bill Burr is more popular than Gina Carano. So I think that's a part of it. When you are popular, you are. Yeah. You're, you're shielded more. Um, and I do you're think. You're right about the comedian thing. 
Yeah, the, the the pretense of, oh, well, yeah. he's a comedian, so he can just say stuff like that, and it's a joke, and it's like, but it's, but it's not. Like, he's not. Yeah. And these the are argument, his political opinions. Like, Bill Burr no, is a very, yeah. like, vocal person about his political beliefs. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, also, comedy is political, but that's another yes. whole different discussion. And the argument um, gets made that comedians are playing a character as far as a stage persona, but... First of all, Bill Burr isn't really one of those comedians. I know most comedians have a stage persona. Like you said, he, he kind of wears it all on his sleeve. I don't get the vibe that he does. And second of all, stage persona or not, first of all, not all of the audience is nuanced enough about comedy to really recognize what that means. And second of all, if your stage persona says something that normalizes something fucked up, you made that choice. It doesn't matter if it's a character or not. Also, it's it's not a character like Stephen Colbert had a character for years, yeah. but it was very obvious when he was playing the character and when he wasn't, yes. this isn't that. Wilbur doesn't like, really play. Yeah. No. Yeah. One, that's not his shtick as a comedian. And two, he's just an asshole. Like, yeah. Oh, cancel culture. Oh, I'm being silenced. It's like, shut the fuck up, Bill Burr. Like, one, you're you're not being silenced. You're you're not being canceled. You're just a fucking dick, and like people are just telling you that you're being an asshole. That's not being canceled. You still have a butt ton of money. You still get to go on all these talk shows and shit and bitch about being canceled. Like you're saying that you're being silenced into a goddamn fucking microphone. Does the irony escape you at all? Goddamn twerp. It does, honestly. The irony always escapes them. Oh, I'm being silenced, I say into this microphone, going out to thousands and thousands of people. Oh, That's a really up. good Bill Burr impression. Oh, I don't know if I could do his fucking uh, Boston accent. Hey, I'm being <laughs> canceled over here. What, uh, what about it? Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Burr. <laughs> that was a good Boston accent. Go have a homophobic party with uh, fucking Kevin Hart and the two of you can bitch about being comedians who hate queer people. Invite Gina Carano too, please. God. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It, it sucks because I like the character. I, I, yeah. I, I like Mayfield and it, it sucks that he's uh, being played by uh, another remarkably shitty, shitty human being with shitty opinions. Yeah. Happy Pride. <laughs> anyway, uh, as far as this episode is concerned, uh, I like uh, I like his weird like robot blaster. Uh, I I like all the aesthetics of these dudes. Like all their costumes are cool. All their weapons are really cool. Oh, I yeah. like I like that Matt Latner's blaster is the Jin Erso pistol. Yeah, his whole costume is kind of a mashup of other people's stuff besides his snazzy blue suit. And and it feels very Star Wars. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it it feels like the New Republic just gave him a blaster pistol. Like, I don't... Like, they could have given him the, like, very common rebel blaster pistol. Or they could have given him an E-11. But they gave him a weird pistol that we'd only seen once before. And it feels very much like the New Republic was like, eee, like, here, take this. Good luck. Yeah, you don't I have mean, to use it. 
we know that she steals it from the rebels in the first place, so they do have them. But like, that was an odd choice, but it felt right for the character, just like out on his own in the middle of nowhere. Hope things work out, dude. Um, I like the mouse droid. I love mouse droids. We get a couple yeah. mouse droids in here. And it's Cheese from the Star Wars show. You can't go wrong giving our boy Cheese a cameo. I really do miss the Star Wars show. The Star Wars show is great. <sighs> I do too. I I hope that... I was just talking about this the other day. They're going to do a live stream from Celebration. We know that. But I hope that's like the start of them coming back. Because Celebration will kick off the hype for the new round of movies. Well, there's so many... Star Wars shows right now that it wouldn't feel out of place to have the weekly recap show back. That's true. That's very true. And I would quite literally take a bullet for uh, Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carpani. Yeah, they're delightful people. I love them so much. They are so much fun. If I may indulge in a quick 30-second story, uh, there was one night that... Uh, Scum and Villainy, the Star Wars bar in Hollywood, was super packed. And we ducked in there because uh, we knew a lot of people. A lot of people were in town. It was right before Rise of Skywalker came out. And the first people we saw were a socially overwhelmed Andy Gutierrez and Anthony Carboni. And we had met them in passing at various events. But we, like, locked eyes and mutually were overwhelmed and found a corner of the bar and were overwhelmed together. And we hung out with them for, like, two hours And they are such genuine, awesome people. Like, they made the list of celebrities whose public persona matches the private persona. They are a delight. Yeah, they're they're rad. And it's it's super cool that you got to uh, say hi. That was fun. But they're, they're a light in the community. They're genuine. Yeah. I would love to see that back. I think the realities of production requirements on talk shows, even internet talk shows in California right now via COVID have kind of prevented it from coming back. But I hope as things open up, because they did say that they weren't done, just indefinite hiatus. Yeah, I do miss them very much. Uh, yeah. So I, I do I do hope that this indefinite hiatus will, uh, will be lifted. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, anything good you want to mention that you thought really worked? I like the design, obviously heavily based on R1 units, but I like the design of those New Republic Sentry droids. Like, they're imposing, but they're kind of clunky. They're, they they fit what I would imagine the aesthetic of a young New Republic trying to prove something to be. I really like how much Mando uses his grappling hook in this episode to fight. Yeah. And uh, it's it's, especially against those kind of clunky New Republic droids, he uses it a lot to, like, keep them off balance, which is just really cool. I like that a lot. I like the whole fight in the sense that it uses the geography of the ship. Like, the doors matter, the layout of the ship matters, the setting is a character. I think that's something that Star Wars does well. Oh, the horror... The horror movie shit, too, is really good when, like, Mando isn't even a person anymore. He's a monster, and... Oh, the strobing when he's sneaking up on Mayfeld? Yeah, fucking great. Yeah, so good. 
Oh, I read that the the episode was based around the idea of a like an old west train robbery to such an extent that if you look at the front of the Bothan Five, the transport, it looks like a cowcatcher on a, a like mid eighteen hundred steam engine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like when Mandalorian leans into its nature as the most western of space westerns. The standoff and the command center, uh, all the western tropes. I like that Mando gets uh, a knife between uh, between the armor. Yeah. You we know, were just we talking about that, yeah. We mentioned last week, or I guess last episode, two weeks ago, that, you know, a, a, a downside to, uh, I think, season two is that the the Mando armor seems invincible. And in uh, last episode, we, we did see him, like, get hurt while being shot in the breastplate. And here we see... Uh, a knife find its mark between his his armor. And those are good things, and I like it when the show does that. It didn't seem to slow him down much at all, and uh, I guess that's because he's a big toughie. But uh, that's a good thing, and I want more of that. And it is a bad thing when the, the character feels untouchable. Yes. A hundred percent. And I wonder... <laughs> I mean, I wonder how much of, of the decision to have that in this episode was influenced by the last episode relying so heavily on the Beskar. Anything that didn't work for you? Um, no. I mean, the first time I saw it, I kind of thought, like, there were too many... And sometimes I get caught up because I, I, I'm not used to Star Wars being so episodic. Um, I didn't like that they sort of talked about Mando's past so much without it ever really mattering because it, you know, I was still wondering about his past and how it came into play. Obviously in the next few episodes, we get all the answers we really need, but I think that just bothered me at the time on rewatching. I really don't have many complaints. Yeah, I, it does feel like these Criminals are kind of like 80s movie, like high school movie villains a yeah. bit. Like they're they're so over the top uh, with proving how bad they are. But I also do feel like, you know, in that criminal world, when you meet a new player in the field, you kind of have to showboat to like, you know, puff your chest out a bit. And like the characters are meant to be douchebags. So yes. Like that, that also like fits. Like we're not meant to like them. We're meant to find them kind of annoying and obnoxious. And then the whole drama of the episode is we know they're going to turn on Mando and Mando knows they're going to turn on him. It's a matter of when and can Mando still get the reward he needs? Can he like, even though he's working with people who he knows are going to stab him in the back at some point. Uh, And so did the writing maybe overplay that? Like, I I don't know. I think it works. Yeah. I mean, 
to the point of them being like 80s movie villains. I mean, the whole show is kind of trying to be an 80s movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we find out later, at least for Mayfeld, that he's not as much of a caricature as we thought, and there's a lot going on beneath the surface. I hope we see the others at some point as well. <clears throat> I feel like I mean, Berg the Deveronian is just Berg, but I wonder what... I mean, I still have questions about... Was it Xi'an, the uh, female Twi'lek? I don't know her name. It's some alien name. <laughs> I think it was Xi'an. Um, and her relationship to Mando. She was a little over the top, but... To, to like, the, the point of Mayfield, like, getting some more nuance. By the way, just foreshadowing spoilers for season two. <laughs> he's wrong about fucking everything he says, except for the stuff he says about Mando's helmet and the armor. But, like, him talking about the New Republic and the Empire and, like, ah, they're, they're all bad. Ah, ah. It's like, yeah, but the New Republic didn't build any Death Stars, my guy. Yeah. Like, there aren't Sith Lords running around ruling the New Republic, Force Lightning people. And, like, they're not the same. But, like, his whole, like, bullshit shtick about, like, yeah, you're, you're either a sniper for the New Republic, a sniper for the... It's like, shut the fuck up. You're you're wrong. Yeah. I still like I, Mayfield. I think, like, I yeah. think that's interesting, but I saw a lot of fans afterwards being like, you know what? Mayfield's right about everything. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that was not the point. You missed uh, everything about what that this character is supposed point. to be. The point is he's wrong. The point is he's not correct. Yeah, the the fact that that episode came out around the time that a fascist hijacking of our election was was on the table. Like it 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 still could happen in the future, but it was like right in front of us then. And people were like, "Yeah, good point. That that was alarming. That Yeah. Whew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not 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 great. Not great You're not seeing a bunch of fans be him. like Oh, wow, yeah, Mayfield's got a point. The New Republic is just kind of like the Empire when you think about it. It's like, my guy, they're called the the, the Death Star. They named they do two voting. battle stations the Death Star. Yeah. That's that's not good. I wonder what that does. It does death. Yeah, it, blo- it blows up planets, my dude. The New Republic just has a bunch of fish, uh, fish... Fishmen working on ships. They're they're goodies. Look at them. Look at the nice fishmen. They don't got Death Stars. They got Mon Cal ships that uh that are soft and comforting and, and feel feel nice. They got ships named after <laughs> the alphabet. They're not called Death Stars. You can go hang out with the New Republic in the shape of water fishmen. Anywho. Mayfield, Mayfield's great. He's just wrong about everything. Yes, and that's why and, the character is good. Sometimes a character says things that don't reflect the writer's intent. Ryan Johnson doesn't want you to let the past die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kylo Kylo is also wrong about everything. Yeah. Literally about everything. Everything Kylo says Every is, is, is wrong and bad and wrong. Every and if single you, thing. If you take it at face value, uh, you're going to be very confused about what the movie's about. You're wrong and bad and wrong. If, if you take that at face value. I don't know if you're wrong and bad or wrong. I think maybe you're not going to understand the movie, but Fair. you're wrong about well, the movie. Yeah, that's 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 that. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your bad takes 
but you're not a bad person. There's still good in you. Just uh, you know, watch the movie for what it is. You know who else has a bunch of wrong shit? Hmm. Obi-Wan. Old Ben. Oh, yeah. Old Ben yeah. says a bunch of wrong shit that's wrong and bad and, and not good. And uh, you shouldn't take him at for, at face value. Do not. For, do not. From a certain point of view is is, is bullshit, actually. That's, he's, that's lying. He's, yeah, that's called lying. Yeah, I agree, and, Ryan. Uh, yes, and and thinking Luke was the chosen one. Star Wars Rebels did not confirm Luke was the chosen one. Star Wars Rebels confirmed Obi-Wan Kenobi was a fallible human being. Still a great character. Love him. Everyone who's Wonderful played him has character. done a bang-up job. But yes. yeah, he's uh, he, he's wrong about a lot of stuff, and that's why he's compelling. Yes. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, that's, this is a good episode. I, I, I got no complaints. Fun episode. Yeah, Bilber is a bad man. This is a good episode. That's everything. That's all we needed to say. This episode was 40 minutes long or whatever. But that's all there was to it. Bill Burr is a bad man, but this is a good episode. Uh, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read my little my little thing. I wrote. I wrote a thing, guys. It's gonna be good. I'm not gonna fuck it up like I do all the time. We're very proud of you. Go ahead. Well, that's gonna do it for us. Follow us on Twitter at Force Friends Pod. We want to give a huge thank you to Bristol Podworks for that intro and for being our producer. Go reach out to them to make your podcast dreams come true. We are grateful to be part of the Where They May Radio Network. You can get some great rewards at our Patreon at Patreon slash WTM Radio, as well as bonus content from Ending Pending and Fan Fiction is Good, actually. Two really fucking great podcasts. Uh, and that's, that's, that's it. Ryan, how do we end the show? We end the show by imploring people to tell the boy about his parents. Yeah! Tell the boy about his parents. Tell the boy about his parents. Where they may radio.